Hello, everybody. This is episode 21, season two premiere of the Joy in Failure podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Joy in Failure podcast. I'm your host, Joy Doi Ogunea, and I created this Joycast to help you navigate life's failures more easily. My intention is to make failing less taboo and more fun. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I've never heard of one person attribute their joy, success, or wholeheartedness to being perfect. In fact, what I've heard over and over throughout the years is one clear message. Perfectionism is not the path that leads us to our gifts and to our sense of purpose. It's the hazardous detour. Brene Brown. Hello, my friends. It's so great to be back. Ah, I've missed you all. I have. Hello, hello, hello. For my new friends and my old friends, thank you for joining the Joy in Failure podcast. If this is your first time here, thank you. And if you've been here before, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This is season two first episode, so I guess episode 21 of the Joy and Failure podcast. I know it has felt like ages since I have podcasted. It has been, it has been um, ages, but I really truly enjoyed the break. I feel more inspired than ever before to come back in full force. So much has happened. So much has happened. If I am honest, I am in this mode of reflecting of what has happened and what has transpired in the past year since I started this podcast. I know it feels, it feels as if I just started this yesterday, but it's so amazing. I think that's how it should always feel. So I am so grateful that you're here today to listen to what I have to say. Um, This year has been amazing. So for those who don't know, I am pregnant, so I am actually due soon, very, very soon. I will be popping out this baby in my tummy. This is my second child, which I am super excited for. We've prayed for, we've wanted this child for the past, I would say, five years. My oldest is six, so we have tried, we tried to have this child and it just wasn't coming and it was it's so amazing that I get to share this journey with you because I know many people are in the same situation or in a different way praying or wanting something to happen in their life and they're not seeing it manifest and they're in this mode of trying to give up and I just want to be able to encourage each and every one of you out there no matter what you desire no matter what you dream everything is possible and never give up seriously never give up just continue to hold fast and have faith and for me faith has been something that has helped me in everything that I have um, asked for, in everything in life, faith has been that constant. And it's something that just soothes me, consoles me, comforts me to just know that I trust that everything works out together for good. Really, everything works out together for good. Because if I reflect upon it and think about it, I am so grateful that it didn't happen when I wanted it to happen. Seriously, I'm so grateful because now I've been able to really relish in the joy of having my first child, being content with where I was, not trying to check the box because being honest with you, as we are all friends here, I think a lot of my desire um, of trying to have 
the second child was initially around the fact that I had a box to check. Like it's, it, we were in, I was in this space. And I think we all, we all encounter that, which I've said, I say to people, and it's true, is that I am a recovering perfectionist, right? I am over an overachiever, wanting to always be the best, do the best, and always trying to aspire for this, um, this standard that, I didn't even put on myself to begin with, right? Just checking that box. And I, it just reminded me, and even just talking to you today reminds me of why I do what I do, why I'm here talking with you all, because I truly want to be able to help inspire people who are just like me, people who are overachievers, who are perfectionists, who want to get everything right. But the truth is, that's not how life is. Like the beauty and juice of life is the setbacks, right? The lessons are in the setbacks. I always say there's a treasure in every failure. There's a treasure in everything that you encounter. And that's really what inspired me to start this podcast. And I don't want to lose sight of that, right? I don't want to lose sight of that inspiration to truly help inspire other people to feel like they can experience joy in potential failures. Everything is perceived as a failure. It's not necessarily a failure. So for me, when I was trying and I I wasn't taking in and nothing was happening, I felt like a failure. I felt like I had failed as a woman, right? I I felt like I had failed as a human being because I wasn't taking in, right? Like I was not taking in. I got to a point where I realized that I wasn't a failure because I wasn't taking in. This was my time to relish in the time that I had to be with myself, my daughter, my husband, to learn more about me, to learn more lessons that were in store for me, right? And it wasn't about checking the box. It wasn't about achieving this unattainable goal, but just being happy, experiencing quality of life. So when I shifted what was important to me, I think everything started to flow magnificently in my life. So today's topic is going to be around why perfectionism holds us back from lasting happiness. I feel so inspired to do this episode after visiting, recently visiting my former place of work. And this this event of visiting my former place of work was just mind blowing, mind blowing. And I just feel so inspired to share the lessons, the key realizations and lessons I have been able to extrapolate from this experience. So for those who don't know, The reason why I said my former place of work or my last place of work is because in December 2017, I got laid off from my job. This is the second time I was getting laid off, right? From a job that I feel I put my heart and sweat and blood into. I worked so hard um, at being able to be, try to do the best that I could, right? So I got laid off, but it was, as I said, and I've said um, earlier, has, was the most beautiful experience ever because that layoff just brought about this podcast and brought about so many different things that I really wanted and really yearned in life and just took my life in a different direction than where I was before. 
and going back which i did recently a couple of days no a couple of days ago pardon me a couple of weeks ago i went to visit my colleagues like my former colleagues at my former place of work because I've, i built such great relationships there and it's always so good to go and be around people you truly care about and what was so profound is that when i went there right it was it was so beautiful to first see how far i have come since i was last there so basically the last time i was there was about a year and a month right so it's been a year and a month since i actually set foot into the premises of that place right and i had no anxiety i had no ill feeling i had no bad blood i did not feel anxious whatsoever i actually felt so excited to be there and that was i feel that was like the first realization where i was going back to something that was potentially hurtful right that seemed hurtful at the time that seemed devastating at the time and i could go into that situation and feel nothing but joy was just remarkable so that was like the first aha moment right like i could feel that and i said wow this is growth right like this is growth for me to be able to go back to my former place of work no ill feelings and just wanting to see everyone and love up on everyone because at the end of the day which is something i realized and something i've realized over and over again it has anything that happens to you has nothing to do with you right like life doesn't happen to you it happens for you and i truly believe that i truly believe that everything the things that potentially seem bad because we as humans we like to label things good and bad this is a good situation and this is a bad situation but the truth is it all depends on your perspective like i could look at a potentially bad situation which i do and all i see is opportunity so when this happened when i was technically fired or laid off as we always say the pc politically correct way of saying it is laid off but technically fired right all i could see was the opportunity all i could see was the opportunity that was that was waiting for me i didn't know the how i didn't know how I was going to get pay my bills I didn't know what was next for me I didn't know the how but I just knew that this was from God I just knew that that something miraculous and something beautiful was about to unfold in my life and if I was if I'm truly honest and I think a lot of us are if we're truly honest and search deep down a lot of the experiences that are hap- are happening to us or we feel are happening to us are experiences we called for and we call for not because it's bad or anything but it's to help us grow it's to help us take us to the level that we're looking to go it's to open our ways right it seems bad but i'm telling you there's something in there magnificent in there so anyway i go back and i'm visiting my friends and i'm talking to everyone and they're asking me how is your new job how are you how is life and I all I could do was beam because the truth is life is beautiful and just talking to them and of course reflecting and comparing to how my current job right now the job I'm in right now which I absolutely love which is exactly what I have dreamt of for a long time 
I was able to really set a clear intention in 2017 that one thing that was truly important to me was quality of life, right? In 2017, I also made the decision. I think it was that was the moment in my life that I realized that I was on this rat race, right? Like I was on this trail and I was constantly racing for this life of perfection. I was constantly focused on being an overachiever and going back, right? As I said, like going back again recently and seeing how I am today and comparing that to who I was in 2017, was just remarkable because I could just see that self. I could see that 2017 Joy self in her office, trying to impress everyone, trying to be perfect, striving to be perfect. And believe me, I, I, my, the industry that I have been in for the past 10 years has been the beauty industry, or let's not say maybe eight years, beauty industry, which. I love creativity. I love beauty. I love all things beauty. But if I am honest again and looking back, it was because of that inner me or that that part of me, not inner me, but that part of me that was striving for perfection. And the beauty industry is the epitome of that, is the epitome of this perfectionism that we're all aspiring and all striving to achieve, which is not real perfectionism perfectionism is not real it's not real and just looking at that seeing that self striving for perfectionism and then i remember making that decision making that decision in 2017 to quit the rat race to quit the perfectionism to quit the overachieving trying to have the perfect job and perfect life and perfect family and perfect husband and perfect everything perfect and act perfect and act poised and people please and please everybody but not please myself right like not please myself i was so focused on the perception of others so focused on what my boss thought what my colleagues thought and i failed to focus on me I failed to focus on me and it was in 2017 that I realized that I wasn't focused on me and it's not that it just happened instantly right because I'd had so many moments that reminded me constantly of how I needed to focus more on me like the birth of my first daughter was amazing and I remember after I went home experiencing postmodern anxiety, feeling not good enough, feeling like I needed to be superwoman and coming to that realization then that I wasn't superwoman and I did not have to be perfect and it was okay for me to drop the ball. But as we know, and I think it's something you'll constantly know about life and it's something I've learned about life over and over again is that you will always keep on encountering those lessons. Right? Sometimes it's the same lesson. Sometimes it's the, the lessons are disguised in a different manner. But until you get it or until you understand it, you would always keep on seeing it. So if it didn't, once I was able to deal with that in my, you know, in my motherhood and in my parenting, I would of course see that in my work, in my job, in my career, where I was still striving for perfectionism. And what I've been able to realize is that 
with all that, I was striving for, for perfectionism and I seemed to have it all. In most cases, I think we all think we need to have it all. We, that's what I remember having those conversations in my head where I want to have it all. Why can't I have it all? I'm commuting four hours each way. No, four hours each day, but two hours each way. Feeling like when I get home, I don't get to see my daughter. And my mom will try to talk to me and I'll just... I'll just spark at her, be so angry. And it had nothing to do with her. It was just because inside of me, truly inside of me, I was unhappy. I might have seemed, it might have seemed like I had checked all the boxes. I had the career of my dreams. I was in the beauty industry. I got to go to all these really cool th places. I got to have all these really cool products, but I was miserable. I was miserable, absolutely miserable. And I remember that feeling of misery in that situation in 2017, particularly. And one incident happened while I was in this, my former job, while I was there, there was a project that I was working on and I absolutely loved the project. It was, it was focused on bringing TEDx to the company and I love inspiring people and I knew I loved doing that. So I was focused on that. I was focusing on that because it just lit me up. It really did. And I remember due to the business as always, and me being a marketer due to the business, my business unit asked that I didn't focus on that anymore, that I had to stop working on this side project that I was doing for the company, which lit me up so much. And I remember being so sad, so upset, and I didn't say anything, right? Like I just accepted it. I didn't say anything, I just accepted it. And I remember going to a friend of mine who I was working on the project with, and we were talking and I had to break the news to her that I wouldn't be able to help her with the project. And I told her, and once I told her, I remember crying my eyes out to her, being so vulnerable and just crying because I was really sad about having to give up something that brought me so much joy. And one thing she said, which I, I remembered when I went back recently because I saw her, one thing she said was, joy, you always have a choice. She said it, joy, you always have a choice. And I just want to be able to, that's the first lesson I feel I was reminded about when I went to my former place a couple of uh, for my former job a couple of weeks ago is that you always have a choice and this hit me hard then because then I thought please this is BS how do I always have a choice and but when I gave myself that permission to ponder on it and to think about what she said it made me realize then and then that yes I did have a choice I did have a choice to get up and leave I did have a choice it was my choice to quit even though they tell you you know to quit this um, project that I was doing yes my business unit told me I should but I still had a choice to say, no, I want to still keep on doing it. Like we have choices. And it was so remarkable when she said that. And I remember her telling me this and I was so, I was so touched. And I had to thank her again when I saw a couple of weeks ago that thank you, because that really helped to shape and change my life. Because when I realized I had a choice, I had to start thinking about what choices that I want to make from then on right? What choices that I want to make. And after she said that, I remember having a conversation then with my boss that I, I wasn't, I didn't think I wanted to be in marketing anymore. I didn't, I wanted to be able to do something 
that inspired people. I wanted to be able to be on the people's side and basically switch careers within the company, hopefully. But I did say that and I told her and I knew when I was telling her that, dude, this by you admitting this, right, you end up not being a high potential person for them to promote or for them to um, give you better roles and X, Y, Z. But I knew deep in my heart, I didn't want to do that anymore. And I told her that. And she was very supportive and she said, definitely, she will help me with any effort that I needed to be able to move or switch careers within the company. And so that was something that I feel really shifted that. And I'm so grateful for that choice I made because I know that choice I made, that choice I made was a factor as to why I was laid off. Because if someone is coming to say, dude, I am unhappy here and I do want to be able to move on, you most likely will get axed, right? But I was so happy that I did that because as a result, I didn't just get laid off. I got, I, I got a cushion to do that. So I, I'm so grateful that I did that and I chose wisely and I was able to say, okay, this is the choice I want to make despite the repercussions. And the truth is we always have choices. The only thing is we are scared to take that leap. We are scared because of the facade, because of perfection perfectionism right you see perfectionism how that holds us back perfectionism when i say perfectionism the people pleasing we don't want to make that choice because we don't want people to see us as xyz right we don't want people to see us as stupid or as not ambitious enough of of not this of not good enough that's perfectionism you're constantly worried about external validation that's what perfectionism is it's not about being excellent or being the best you can be. Being excellent and being the best you can be is different from perfectionism. Perfectionism is about external validation, is about making sure that everything seems perfect so people would approve of you, making sure that you have a perfect life or you are seen as having a perfect life so that everyone outside or the world says, yes, you made it. The world says, yes, you're the G, you're the one. External validation. And external validation does not lead to happiness. It never does because it might seem short it might seem like it does but it doesn't maybe i want to say this it does not lead to long lasting happiness that's really what i want to say it doesn't lead to long lasting happiness it leads to that short term and that's why a lot of us are in this rat race or in this race of if i have a perfect life then I'll be happy. If I get this car, then I'll be happy. If I get this job, I'll be happy. If I get this promotion, I'll be happy. If I get X, Y, Z, we're constantly always on the search for getting, getting, getting. You see what I'm saying? Constantly getting, getting, getting because we want to be happy. Ultimately, we all do, but it all depends on what path you want to take. And the path of perfectionism is focused on externalism. So if you find yourself worried and concerned about perception and what people think and not, you don't want to take that leap or you don't want to take that risk or you don't want to do that thing that makes your heart jump for joy because you're worried about what people would think, because you're worried about if you will be able to socially be accepted 
accepted, then that's perfectionism. That's trying to overachieve because you're trying to compensate for something. Overachieving because you don't feel good enough. Overachieving because you don't feel worthy enough. You have to ask yourself this question, why, why, why do I want that? Do I want that because I think it will make me happy? Do I want that because I think people will approve? Do I want that versus wanting something that is unpopular, wanting something that everybody would disapprove of, but you know deep in your heart makes your heart jump. So there's that road of perfectionism which does not lead to lasting happiness. And there's also that path of internal validation, which to me leads to lasting happiness. The internal validation is about being the best you can be, not being the best in the class, which is comparing yourself to other people, but being the best you can be internally, allowing your light to shine, allowing your full potential your your full potential to bloom, allowing that flower, that thing inside of you to burn so bright that, oh my gosh, you light up the whole room. That is what leads to lasting happiness. Knowing what your values are, focused on what makes you happy, focused on what brings you joy, focused on what lights you up, focused on that thing, playing, having fun, doing all these things to internally feel good, to internally express yourself, irrespective of what people think, actually not not caring about what people think. So that's what really helped me, like just being able to hone in. And in 2017, I decided to choose this path of internal validation, choose this path of being focused on being the best I can be, choosing this fact, this path of being focused on the values that light me up, on the internal compass, which is joy to me. It's about doing things that make me happy, that light me up, and that I am born to do. And that for me is the internal validation path of being excellent, of being the best I can be. And that being that does not mean you're not going to encounter failures. Believe it or not, you're going to encounter so many failures. But because you are internally secure, it does not matter if you encounter failures. You are actually able to navigate it so much easier because you know it does not define you. The failures, the setbacks, Do not define you if you're in the path of internal validation. But if you're on the path of perfectionism, on the path of the external validation, yes, that's when you feel gutted. That's when you feel like a failure. As I said, that's when you feel like you are the one who is a failure, not that you failed. You see what I'm saying? Like you just, you take it upon yourself. You beat yourself up. You see yourself as not worthy. You don't love yourself. You're looking for other people to love you. But the path of long-lasting happiness, which is the path of the internal validation, is loving yourself. There you love yourself. You respect yourself. You care for yourself first, actually, before you care for others. You're not looking to please others. You're looking to please yourself. And with that, you find that you're more accepting to other people. You're more compassionate. You're more accommodating because you do the good for yourself. So 
you're not looking for other people to do it for you. And you understand when people need to take the time to do it for themselves too. Right? So this was just an armor. So that one, as I said, that lesson of you always have a choice was powerful. That lesson of learning to let go of perfectionism was also powerful to reflect upon when I went back. Another thing that I learned, right, was this idea of apologizing. We're constantly, you know, if you're on the perfectionism route, which I have been, you know, I was for a long time. I call myself recovering, I'm recovering, I'm recovering. But I was constantly apologizing in this, in the former job, constantly apologizing, right? Constantly asking for permission. I knew when my daughter is sick. I remember times when my daughter is sick and I would feel this heavy anxiety instead of thinking that, oh, I have to take her to the hospital. The first thing that comes to mind is, oh my gosh, what am, what am I going to tell my boss? If I tell my boss, my daughter is sick, she's going to think that I'm slacking. She's going, she's not going to believe me. Like I start rehearsing rehearsing how I am going to break the news that I cannot come to work or how I'm going to break the news that I want to work from home because I need to be able to pick up my daughter or break the news that I am sick and I just want to be able to rest. Like I constantly, I was constantly asking for permission, constantly apologizing. And that was the environment that I was that was the, that's the culture, right? That's the culture. Everybody's constantly asking for permission, asking, like you don't have that freedom. And in 2017, I remember also being very clear that I intended to feel freedom. I wasn't feeling that freedom, but I intended to feel freedom and just reflecting back and going back to that situation, knowing that in my current job and how I currently feel now, I feel free as a bird. And to tell you the truth, Yes, you can say culture-wise, but I think all those experiences that I encounter got me to a point where I made the decision that I wanted to be authentically me. I wanted to be me unapologetically. And that's, that included having tough conversation. That includes like being able to be honest with yourself, being able to be honest with other people. And going into this job, this new job that I'm in right now, it was so odd for me at first, right? To just walk, you know, to say, oh, uh, to just tell my boss rather than asking for permission to say, I'm working from home today. Like I always felt like I needed to ask him for permission. And I started asking him for permission. And then I realized you're not being authentic you joy you're not being authentically you so I had to force myself basically to just not ask for permission so right now I think right now I don't ask for permission to work from home I just do I actually just tell him if he's looking for me hey I'm I'm working from home if you need me call me I'm not asking for permission anymore. I am not apologizing anymore. I'm not apologizing for who I am because I am magnificent and worthy just the way I am. And when you notice that you start doing these things, you start realizing that people follow suit. People treat you the way you treat yourself, right? Like you are the compass. You are the one who gives people uh, a yardstick as to how they should treat you. And when I realized this, it was so beautiful to come back to this former environment where everyone is asking for permission. Everybody's apologizing. Everyone is apologizing. I remember standing, talking to some of my friends and someone saying, shh, like shushing us. 
shushing us and i also heard someone say oh sorry sorry i'm like why should i be sorry for being who i am why should i be sorry for expressing myself and living vibrantly and being joyful and being alive and being me no i'm not apologizing anymore and i choose not to ask for permission anymore so it was it's just a different me and i just love this and i want to be able to share that like the more and more we become unapologetic the more and more we stop seeking permission the more and more we let go of this perfectionism ideal this external validation a standard that only god knows who created but it wasn't us and it wasn't god who created that standard it's a man who created that standard so you have to decide what standard do you want to follow Do you want to keep on pursuing external validation or do you want to keep on pursuing what lights you up? So that was a third, you know, uh, I guess another lesson that I was reminded of going back. And last but not least, which is the million dollar, ah, the million dollar question or the million dollar answer, um, the million dollar realization, may I say is being content with where you are being content with where you are and this is so powerful and it was also something that i was reminded about and i was reminded about because of the feeling as i said that i felt when i went back to this former place i had no ill feelings i had no anger whatsoever i felt really good going back and the reason why is because when i left When I left that job, when they let me go, I was content with where I was. Like I wasn't angry because I had been able to find the joy. Even when I felt miserable, I was able to navigate and find the joy by doing things that lit me up, which was inspiring people within my teams, taking on projects, like kind of creating my dream job, which I talked about in a couple of episodes prior, where I wrote down my ideal role and started doing more of that. And by doing that, that really lit me up. My long commutes, I was focused and has always, I've always been focused on personal development during those long commutes. So I said to enjoy the commutes. I said to see the commute as me time, quality time. When I'm walking to work from the, from Port Authority to bus station, I was dancing on the road and just thinking and relishing in the joy of where I was when I get to the job I remember looking at the view spectacular view by the way and just appreciating where I was yes it wasn't where I wanted to be it wasn't um, where I saw myself staying forever but I started to relish and be content with where I was and to tell you the truth that is the secret of being able to find the joy in the mess, being able to find the joy in the devastation, in the tragedy. It's when you find yourself being content with where you are. And being content with where you are doesn't mean you don't aspire for more. It's that dance. It's the dance of being content with where you are and still being eager for more. But a lot of us, we're constantly on to the next. We don't relish. We're looking to escape. And this used to be me. In my old jobs that I didn't like, I would run away. I would just go to the next job, 
right like rather than really being able to see the joy in where i was i would just go to the next job like on to the next on to the next but the thing is if you just keep on running away you don't really extrapolate the lesson you're supposed to extrapolate you don't because you're constantly running away but if you just stay when you're ready you can go and you would know that and i think internally i knew and then when i had that those aha moments in 2017 i knew that i wasn't ready to go i knew it wasn't time for me to go so what i did was look for ways to be content with where i was looking for ways to find the joy looking for ways to bring the joy into my life i remember even buying stationery as simple as stationery i went to popping which is a super super amazing site by the way if you love colorful stationery just buy office supplies from there so i remember buying stationery for my for my cubicle i remember buying beautiful flowers beautiful faux flowers from etsy by the cubicle and it looked so gorgeous so when i come in i felt so inspired like i created a very inspiring workspace that lit me up every morning when i came in so i looked for ways to just find that joy in where i was and i truly believe because of i did just relishing and finding the joy in where i was that's when the miracle unfolded that's when the miracle of me being of me getting laid off unfolded because I had gotten to a point where I relished in it. And that's why when it happened, I wasn't sad because I had sucked the I had sucked the juice out of that job and I knew it. And I had come to a point where I realized that it was time to go. And I came to a point where I was content with where I was. And even though I knew that I could have found another job within the company and I was given that option, I still knew it was time for me to go. So I said no. I said no, it's time for me to go. And I didn't know the how. I didn't know how I was going to manifest. I didn't know if I was going to get another job. I didn't know when. But I just trusted that everything was going to be all right. Oh, okay. <laughs> this was so, so good, right? So, so good for me to just share and release what has been on my heart and what has been imparted on my heart. So I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope you all got something really great from this. And until next time, take care and God bless. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. And for more juicy bits that I don't share on the podcast, come over to the website at thejoyinfailure.com. You can also follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Joy Ogunea, which is spelt J-O-Y-O-G-U-N-N-E-Y-E. Until next time, live joyfully no matter what.